Hey there, students. Welcome to episode 20 of the Film Student Podcast. I'm your host, Tony Lazaroni. My guest this week is Joshua Hidalgo, a member of the Green Cohort and a recent graduate of the Harold Ramis Film School. We talk about his newfound appreciation for assistant directing, writing satire, and the ultimate question in life, figuring out what to do next. Let's do this. So I was originally living in Seattle, Washington, um, lived there for a very short time with my wife and I, and we moved out there to basically start our lives. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then... Like from, um, from where? From California. We were living in Oakland, California. Mm-hmm. That's where we met, and that's where we got married. And we moved to Seattle because I always wanted to see the Pacific Northwest, and mm-hmm. I always wanted to live out there. And I was essentially moving out there to start my photography career. And I wasn't getting as m- much work as I originally had anticipated. Mm-hmm. And I kind of uh, started not really liking the, like, it started kind of wanting more um, yeah. in the sense of, like, uh, collaboration. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, you know, did a lot of soul searching and uh, kind of stumbled upon the or uh, yeah, possibly the idea of going back to school, studying film. Mm-hmm. And I uh, eventually found the Harold Ramis Film School because I really like comedy mm-hmm. and satire and have had an interest in, you know, um, doing something within that medium. Yeah. And I applied to the school, like, the first summer that was being advertised Mm -hmm. and then yeah uh started school and later that spring Mm -hmm. um i was putting on the waiting list for like a little while yeah um seemed like there was a few people that uh that went through that uh yeah i I was i was uh waitlisted for the first class uh, and then then didn't like kept on holding back with a reapply until later on because i just got a new job and didn't want to just bail on them <laughs> right <laughs> like six months in yeah that's kind of uh we had something very similar where it was like yeah we want to accept you for the spring but i'm hearing back from them basically when the first orange would have mm-hmm. gone around and we had signed a six month a six month lease in seattle because washington has this really strange law that any lease you sign over six months has to get like notarized interesting yeah so they asked us if we wanted to sign another six months if we had done that we would have had to break that lease in order to come move here so yeah. i could start school so so you just moved here early Is that <laughs> yeah basically nice. yeah and so for like six months i was doing basically odd jobs around mm-hmm. chicago working at restaurants that i hated <laughs> Would never put in my two weeks notice, just quit the, like, day of or <laughs> would tell them. Or wouldn't show up one day. <laughs> yeah, you know. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I originally started school here thinking that what I wanted to do was I wanted to direct independent stuff and do, like, the film festival mm-hmm. thing. After my first session here, it, it became very apparent to me that I did not enjoy directing as much as I originally thought I did. I enjoy... Why why is that? Um, You know, it's a weird beast, man. Directing is a weird beast. You are 
watching a performance happen yeah. and you're telling the person, no, do it better. Do it, do it, do it another way. Do I don't know. Better. I just, it just wasn't something that I uh, gravitated towards. And, um, I became a lot more interested in writing, mm -hmm. um, and the other like production side of, of filmmaking. Yeah. Um, so like the back end producing that sort of work. Yeah, I like AD'd for Maddie's short film, mm -hmm. and originally AD, I was like, I don't want to ever do that job. Yeah, that job seems horrible. But I actually was super surprised of of how much I actually enjoyed it, and how like surprisingly good I was at it. You know, uh, there's always room for improvements, but I th originally I never wanted to do that job or have that job on set because I thought I would be bad at it. And yeah. it turns out that I was, you know, fairly, you know, pretty like decent at it. Yeah. Um so that's something I still wanna like explore more. Um I wanna like explore producing more and you know, I have a lot of fun doing like gaffing and and grip stuff as well. Yeah, you did, uh we worked together on uh yeah. Mike Chip's uh uh final film you were doing lights for it yeah uh i've done so. lights for a few times it's it's a lot of fun um i definitely hate the like terms like below the line and above the line yeah. i think it should be instead technical and creative so that way like because i mean yeah i understand like you know gaffing is a electrician job but i always have had the opinion that you need to know how light is going to hit a certain uh, face stru facial structure, mm -hmm. and you also have to be aware of like what how color is absorbed. But that then also is to say like creative versus versus uh, technical would be like taking the creative away from the technical people or taking the technical away from the creative people. Yeah, you know? that's the uh, that's that's the back and forth battle because I've I've heard that same philosophy before. Really, that that, uh, that somebody should like change up the the labels for it, but. Mm -hmm. I don't know. There, I I get the argument against it. Yeah, it's uh, not that like I don't mind the structure how it is. I just hate the terminology more or less yeah. uh, above the line, below the line. Because you know, it film is especially film is a very collaborative effort. And, mm -hmm. I don't know. Um, those those people who are below the line definitely like you know hold the line <laughs> if anything well now on the other side of the program so what where are you actually trying to what are you trying to do in, in the long run or what, what are you working towards now you know i don't know um what i want to do as far as a career i know that i really love satire and that's mm -hmm. something i want to um uh do more of um i uh I've always been, uh, I've always considered myself extremely politically aware. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I think it's something I'm fairly decent at that I want to get better at and that I want to work towards more being a satirist instead of like being like, um, you know, solely a comedian or a comedic filmmaker. Um, but satire is kind of a weird beast because like there is, it's very vague. Mm -hmm. I think in some in 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 my opinion, I mean mostly it's like you first you probably think is a writer or mm -hmm. writing. Um, I don't know. There isn't like t other than like uh, people who work for like uh, like the John Oliver show or um, Stephen Colbert show. Like those are probably the only like TV show like Saturdays. And then you know there's also like stuff that they do on SNL as well. Mm -hmm. But um, 
Yeah, that's a direction I want to go more towards into. I definitely want to do less directing and do more writing. And I think I want to go into TV, whereas my original thing I wanted to go into was film. Mm-hmm. Um, I like doing I like doing film. Don't get me wrong, and I like working on film sets, but um, it's a humongous commitment. And I kind of also like hate that like short form film uh structure isn't like more of a thing how so like uh for like miniature stories kind of stitched together yeah like what we did like what we did for the screening and uh, Mm -hmm. and stuff like there is just no money in that and i think uh that like short film structure is like the funnest and i think it's like the an area where you can be a little bit more experimental Mm -hmm. um as far as like you know tech uh, tech, uh, filming techniques go and then also with writing as well whereas like you know with film that you would go see and like say like I don't know any cinema I don't know there isn't really um, as I mean I don't know it's kind of a hard like thing to articulate but I personally think that like mainstream film is more or less about is just a money-making machine mm-hmm. and it isn't really like as artful um oh yeah yeah but that i mean that's that's kind of the nature of the beast because it has yeah. to be they got to try and make make a make a buck out of it otherwise it's not yeah. worth the company going into it so that doing it for the art of it the only time they ever want to do that it seems like is when they want to go after an academy award or something like that to bolster the studio or bolster an artist right. or, or something like that. Um, I would say the, the ones that are more adventurous with it now are getting to be like Netflix and Amazon and, yeah, and all yeah. those because they're, 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 they'll look for anything that'll get another viewer. And right. so, you know, diversifying their offerings is what gets the more people compared to like network where you have to, you, you don't diversify, you try and go for like the most middle of the road that you can, that will get the broadest audience. Yeah. Uh, Cause you need everybody to tune in at the same time, but Netflix, you can have that very niche thing. That's going to get another 5% more than other stuff would get. Uh, and so that, that's a plus side is that there's, there's now those channels where, right. where that stuff's becoming more, more of a possibility. I totally agree. And, um, that's more, uh, more of the area I would rather go into, um, versus when I first started going to school, it's like, oh, I'm going to do the independent route. And I still, you know, want to be like independent, but I also want like my stuff to get seen. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, uh, but, uh, yeah, um, it's kind of an interesting thing. It's an interesting time to like go into this field right now, especially too, because everyone's trying to figure out how to monetize digital content. Yeah. And YouTube has done it, but I feel like, uh, it's, I feel like, um, there are a lot of smaller companies popping up now trying Mm -hmm. to like monetize on like, you know, shorts and like, And like miniseries, um, and Netflix definitely does have the like rings when it comes to that, but it's only I don't know. It's uh, how do you say? It's uh, only on one. Like you get it at one place, you yeah. know. You know what I mean. Whereas like with the whole monetization of digital content, you know, I think what they're starting to figure out is is this that you need to have. So like the exclusivity stuff started to come into play where we're now 
Netflix only has the set of movies and the set of TV shows, and Hulu's got the set of movies and the set of TV yeah. shows, and Amazon, you know, and and each of them, there's some overlap for for some of those, but for the most part, like each of them kind of silos their their selections to draw an audience that way. And the the plus side is that that kind of fragmentation of who has what opens the door for other smaller groups to come in and and try out something new mm-hmm. um you know like uh you know it failed but CISO was was one that i that i really liked a, yeah, a lot of the content I, that was showing up on there i um, was a subscriber to CISO. same here yeah. yeah and there was there was some good stuff and it, part of it was mixed with like they had what was it all the old um seinfeld seinfeld episodes they also had all the monty python yeah. uh, stuff was on there and i want to say uh, oh, I feel like there was another sketch show or something like that, that. They had a bunch of stuff from, but yeah, like that's that's going to be kind of the, the future of it is trying to uh, to group things together uh, a little bit more broadly, uh, but but uh, try and lock down exclusivity. Which uh, I don't know, it could be interesting. Apple's about to get into the game. I was just reading a, an article <laughs> about them uh, locking in a deal with President Obama really? uh, <laughs> for uh, for content production, wow. uh, which is. I don't recall ever hearing something like that about a, uh, a president doing content production. <laughs> yeah. I remember hearing about that story that they wanted to offer him that job. Yeah. Yeah. It's Which crazy. Is insane. But uh, no, we'll see where it leads to. So you so you were doing photography before mm-hmm. before this. Um, so cinematography wasn't wasn't something that uh, that interested you? You know, or? I think it would be. Um, I still do have like an interest in it, but... Um, I don't know it's it's a competitive field and like I still as vague as this does sound I want to be a content creator yeah and I think getting my foot in the door through like being a cinema photographer is going to be a lot tougher than doing mm-hmm. it as, let's say as an AD yeah because um, there's people that have been doing it for years and years and years, and years. yeah exactly yeah. Um, and there's so many good cinema photographers out there yeah so many good ones. Yeah, there's there's no shortage of, of talent, which has been one nice thing about the city mm-hmm. uh, is that there's there's a ton around, especially with like Columbia, that we can steal people from for for different projects and stuff like that. Yeah, and I I still like would if someone wanted me to shoot their short, I'd totally like take that opportunity immediately. But mm-hmm. it's just not something I've really made like a name for myself while I've been here mm-hmm. or like in Chicago. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I there is a humongous appreciation um, and still like a longing to want to still do like some form of like photography or cinema photography. But I've also like have like uh, developed this love and appreciation for writing and for you know uh, doing like uh, production work in the sense of producing. Aiding, yeah, and then you know the technical stuff. I just find like fun, also. Yeah, um, yeah. I went. We just got back from a grip house or from Albuquerque, and when we were in Albuquerque, because um, my sister in law is a film student, also, mm-hmm. she uh, showed us a grip and lighting house that she's going to be interning at mm-hmm. after she's done with school, or at. Basically, it was a week later because she was graduating. But um, yeah, it was just it was just looked like so much fun, like just playing with camera rigs and lighting and lights. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That stuff seems fun to me. It's entertaining. Yeah, yeah. There's and that's there's always plenty of toys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> to go to go try out something new. 
Um, so like what, um, since you just now wrapped the program, we're, we're recording this, uh, what, two weeks after, three weeks after the graduation. Seems like it's been longer. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so now that on the other side, what did you get most out of the program? Obviously started to figure out what roles and stuff like that, that you want to do, but what, mm. uh, um, anything that was unique or surprising or interesting to you that you hadn't considered before? Um, you know, the biggest takeaway I think I've took away from the biggest takeaway from this program for me was, um, meeting like as many people as I have and, and just like being surrounded by funny and talented people. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's more of like a net network thing for me. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, cause it's not just my single cohort and I know like <clears throat> the co- cohorts can be kind of clicky, but like if any everyone i've met outside of green has always been like down to earth lovely to yeah. talk to very talented in some aspect or another and um there's always like a socially like a really fun time to be around yeah. um so yeah net networking for sure i think <laughs> Starting this program, I had a lot more questions answered, and now uh, I'm leaving this program. Those answered questions have became unanswered. <laughs> so now, like, I don't know what to do with my life now. But <laughs> it's I, a burden of choice trying yeah, to figure out where to go from there. I always told myself that the stakes are a lot higher for me than most people in my cohort and in this program because I'm turning 30 in a couple of months and I'm still kind of like trying to figure out my place in life and I'm a bit of a late bloomer. So I've told myself, like always told myself, like I need to figure out what I need to do I need yeah. to work really hard and I need to do it. And, uh, the figuring out part has been a lot tougher than the other two, of course. Yeah. Um, which it's always the case. Yeah, don't don't put too much uh, uh, emphasis on the number. I'm I'm 34, so um, so <laughs> you know I'm I'm in the same boat you are because I'm coming at this even even later if if anything. Right. Uh, but uh, but it's still it's still a good experience. I, oh, I think. Yeah. At least yeah. so far it has been. I'm I'm just now starting term two. Uh, anything in particular that you created when you're here that you're super proud of? Um, you know just. Honestly, just getting the page count up, like, I always, I never really saw myself as a writer. I always saw myself more as a visual storyteller. Mm -hmm. And there was just something so satisfying, like, getting, writing something that was in the double digits as far as page count. (laughs) (laughs) What did you do for your, uh, for your final written? Was it a, uh, did you do Um, the pilot or the, or the uh, feature? When I was living, so I'm originally from Stockton, California, and I, after, um, art school and uh, I got my uh, bachelor in fine arts. Mm-hmm. I moved back home um, to Stockton and um, you know, kind of basically wanting to just get involved in the local art scene there, which I did. But the job growth in Stockton is um, incredibly low, mm-hmm. and for me to like do any freelance work out there i which i did have uh freelance work out there but it was very minimal a and then b also like the local newspapers that were out there were never hiring because they already had like someone on payroll who had been working there for like 20 plus years you right. know 
Um, once they got the job, they're never going to leave it. <laughs> yeah, and like you know, the idea or the possibility of being an assistant was never like within their realms or within the realms of reality because they didn't. The photographers never wanted someone following them around like that, and also like they didn't want to put someone on payroll. And I was looking for paid opportunities because yeah. that's why you go to school and get a degree, right? You know. Mm. Well, I mean. Here in film, I'm going to be working for free for a very long time in film and TV. But, you know, in photography, it's a little different. It, like, the degree is supposed to get you paid work, yeah, not uh, free labor. But, um, yeah, so I, uh, I went on a little rant there. But I <laughs> started working at a liquor store. Uh, fr- uh, it was owned by my friend's parents. Yeah. It was in like a very questionable part of town, um, and I worked with all my friends. Um, and there was a night janitor who uh, who worked there. His name was Ron, and he was a schizophrenic man who suffered from epilepsy. Okay, and was working at the liquor store under the table, getting paid in cigarettes and frozen meals. Wow. And I wrote mostly about that uh, experience of my life with him. Um, I changed, like, the names of the characters, of course. Yeah. Except for his and a few others. But, um, and it was mainly, at one point, he lost his health insurance. So he was basically, like, a ticking time bomb mm-hmm. as far as, like, when he was going to die because he <laughs> suffered from horrible epilepsy. And yeah. Would seize, like... Hourly. Um, So, like, I mostly wrote it in the vein of Clerks meets uh, Do the Right Thing. Okay. And I'm still not finished with it. I don't have an ending. Um, But this is a feature that you're... Yeah. And it's not a feature I want to get made. I mean, if it does, if if I can get the financing for it, I would mm. love to make this movie. You don't want to get somebody else to make it. You'd want to make it yourself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or put like a trusted, uh, someone who I trusted as far as a director to like want to direct it. Yeah. But um, um, yeah. Like it's more or less gonna be like a calling card for mm-hmm. like my comedic voice and for like. Uh, my voice as a satirist and like how I view the world. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, it sounds like it's a sad story, but it's mostly just the ending part is the one that's a little bit sad, and yeah. uh, and it's mostly filled. It's mostly like a buddy film. Yeah, I think in my opinion. Okay, but it um, is very critical of the American healthcare industry too. Also, at yeah. the same time. Which is that's something else that they kind of put a put to us in, in this program is like try and try and have a, have a uh, not even necessarily social message or impact or something like that, but be aware of that stuff. Like be aware yeah. of, and and if you've got something that can say something while you're making it, it's even more powerful than something that's just funny for the sake of funny and nothing more. Right. Uh, right. So, so that's cool if you've got some sort of an angle uh, to go on with it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so you mentioned you you uh, did a lot of creative stuff. You went you went to school for it. Like, mm-hmm. have you always been doing creative stuff since you were oh, a kid? Uh, like, how, did, are you coming from a creative family? How'd that happen? Um, I come from a working class family. Okay. My mom is a special ed teacher. 
retired now. My mm-hmm. dad is a longshoreman, and um, <clears throat> but my grandma was is an artist and has always been. She's uh, ventured in a bunch of different mediums, um, doing anywhere from stained glass to fashion design, mm-hmm. um, and uh, so I I. Um, She's been very influential in my life as far as uh, being an artist goes and getting into art. But I have always had, I had started picking up a camera when I was uh, seven years old. Mm-hmm. And I've been photographing, I've been a photographer for 16 years. Um, and uh, after I was, um, I'd moved back to Stockton from college. I was in heavily involved in the art scene there, helping curating art shows. Mm-hmm. And also, um, me and a couple of friends started a tiny magazine company um, that was uh, mostly showcasing like uh, artists from the Central Valley, specifically from Stockton. To make your own like, print magazine? Yeah, well, we wouldn't print it ourselves, but we did the layout, the design, um, and then we would like send it off to a smaller like uh, print company out in Philadelphia, and nice. they would like mail us back all the issues and stuff. That's really cool. Yeah, it's still like a thing back home, um, and it's still growing. I'm not sure how many issues they've released since I've left, but I've it feels great being like a part of or like like creating something like that mm-hmm. um and being like one of the founding like uh um you know people to make that happen started off yeah yeah so yeah i've always been involved in the creative fields yeah for sure and is that uh, do you still do other stuff beyond just the film work right now it's all film all film all film all comedy all satire like that's all yeah. I, my focus is on right now um yeah, I don't think I could really like put anything else on my plate at this point. <laughs> so what is what is on your plate? What are you currently working on? Uh, obviously, you still got the the feature that you're that you're still writing through. Yeah, I got two features I'm writing through, and I got um, a sketch packet I'm basically working on as well. I'm not sure if I'll ever need it, but as something to have, mm-hmm. it's a good thing to do. And I will shortly start doing. Uh, spec scripts. Okay. And be- I think spec scripts are becoming less and less important uh, in the they, industry. It sounds like they want to really more see something creative, right? Like something something that you generated from from scratch as opposed to a spec, right? But if I if so there's some um, there are some like internships who will still like ask for spec scripts mm-hmm. just because if you're applying for an internship for a specific channel, they just want to see that you can. Right in the voice of the shows that right. they produce, that so you can pick up on the on the cues and the dynamics within, yeah. a, within a show, and and work from from that same uh, from that same angle. Right, totally. Yeah. Um, so yeah, um, that's what I got going on. Um, I'm also working with two local stand-up comedians. Um, one who I'm really good friends with. I actually used to work with him in that liquor store I was telling mm-hmm. you about. Um, it's back in, in California. Yeah. Back in California. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, both ended up in Chicago or, or yeah, yeah. We cool. actually kind of like found our love for comedy, like together, like right at the same time. So nice. it's interesting, but, um, yeah, I'm, uh, doing 
I'm going to be filming some s- sketches that him and hi- him and his uh, buddy have written, and they want um, videotaped. I also am... Videotaped is such an old-fashioned yeah, word. Yeah, I know. <laughs> videotaped. Although we say film, too, and we're filmed. digital everything. <laughs> but nobody's going to go digital something. They want me to digitally record. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I got that. And then I'm trying to, like... Get some short work um, mm-hmm. done. I'm trying to write another short and trying to produce it. Um, my wife actually wants to direct a short, um, so we're figuring out because she's a writer too. Okay, and she wants to uh, explore more creative mediums to kind mm-hmm. of like help with her like uh, writing uh, more as far as like being productive as as a writer Mm -hmm. and she's done improv classes and loved it and now she wants to like try out directing like just like a one i don't know if it's like she wants to do a full-on like 10 minute short or if it's like just a one to two minute sketch but yeah um so we're trying to do something with that or well there's some there's some places around here where we just uh just went with a few people to the the video show uh last night um and so it's just a uh, local guy who makes sketches and videos and stuff like that and started putting together his own monthly show of, oh, that's fun. of random video content. So you can submit through as long as it's under five minutes, they'll screen pretty much anything. anything. I mean, the, the guy's doing some filtering as far as what, you know, what is interesting for it. But it's a pretty loose filter. It's mostly just the, the opportunity to get your stuff shown up in front of, uh, in front of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was really fun. There's, there's some weird and funny and wonderful stuff <laughs> in the city outside. Cause there were a bunch of Harold Ramis people there, but it wasn't, I mean, it was, it was a mix. There were, there were other people there that aren't involved in the program at all. I don't even think are in film school or just kind of the weekend warrior types, uh, doing extra a, stuff. Is that a monthly thing? Uh, yeah, that one's a monthly show. The next one, I think, is, uh, I want to say, 17th of June, which is before, that's actually before this episode will go up. But, mm. uh, but yeah, they, they do a monthly, if you search uh, um, uh, Facebook for uh, the video show, uh, you can probably track them down uh, and find uh, find additional shows that are going up. And then there's this thing, Cold Reads Hot Scripts, that Zach Canard puts up for, oh, yeah. uh, that you can go get your, your scripts cold read by some actors. Or if you're an actor looking for stuff to work on, it's right. a good chance to go, you know, see some new materials, meet some new directors, meet other actors, find out what other stuff they're working on. Uh, so there's there's cool stuff out here to, to be able to oh, yeah. to kind of keep keep going with that, uh, even yeah. outside of the program. That was like one thing, too, I was really scared of uh, is at the end of the program, it's just going to basically like plateau and not do yeah. anything. You know, it's a humongous fear of mine, but I've been <laughs> really good about keeping uh, myself productive. So. Yeah, always making something new. Yeah, I th- the word of advice was to take a like a six week break after you're done. Mm-hmm. I've done like a week and a half, you know, not like a full week and a half. I've been working also too, like a grocery store. But like you know, I want to start getting back into the swing of things. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, like I don't know, step away, kind of evaluate what you've got. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I I don't think I just want I just want to put myself to work. Got put in the. 10,000 hours, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, uh, so people want to try and track you down and see what, see what stuff you're currently working on. Any uh, social media or any <coughs> links, places I'm they can find you? Facebook, Twitter. Twitter is JM or is uh, Mr. Dalgo. Um, Mr. R- written out or just MR? Oh, written out. 
Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then, you know, I'm not really big on social media, but, but if you ever wanted to shoot me an email and mm. employ me or <laughs> you need an AD or a producer or you just want your script to be read, I'm your guy, J-M-E-D-A-L-G-O at Gmail. J-M-E-D-A-L. A L G O at I like that you said that twice because people are gonna have so much trouble just hitting the rewind button for yeah. ten seconds. <laughs> it's, it's I'm old school, man. That's awesome. what you always do on a voice re- voice messaging system. Yeah, if you're gonna leave a voicemail, you always say it twice. Yeah. That way, that way, if there's any glitch in the connection, any but, glitch, uh, <laughs> any glitch. Well, uh, any final thoughts before we wrap up? No, not really. Not really. Yeah, thanks for this. <laughs> no worries, man. I was appreciate. Uh, I appreciate having you on. Thank you so much. That was Joshua Hidalgo. Thanks to Joshua and to the Harold Ramis Film School and the Second City staff for their help. The song on this week's episode was What's Real by the Great Heights Band off their new album Rad Pop, available now on iTunes and Google Play. This show was recorded and edited by me, Tony Lazzaroni. If you want to hear more from me and my classmates, teachers, and a few special guests, make sure to subscribe to the podcast. If you have questions or comments, send us an email at filmstudentpod at gmail.com or find us on Twitter and Instagram at filmstudentpod. And be sure to check out some of my and my classmates' work at filmstudentpod.com. See you all next week. Class dismissed! <laughs>